Experience worship. True worship. Experience the word. Bringing you wholeness. Experience the warmth of fellowship. Experience wholeness at Lighthouse. Join us every Sunday and Wednesday at the Lighthouse. House 7, Plot 2 Stroke 3, Kudratabiola Way, Oregon, Ikeja, Lagos. Visit our website at www.lighthousenergy.org or contact us at info at lighthousenergy.org. The Lighthouse, lighting your pathway to destiny. Praise God. As I praise the Lord. Second Corinthians chapter 9, as we start out on our message for today. Second Corinthians chapter 9. I read the whole chapter. I prefer if you can give me in the NLT translation. Uh, Pastor Akin did a very wonderful job last week. Um, I actually collected his notes apart from listening to him. So to read through his notes. And um, I think we are, it has laid a good foundation uh, for this series. And I want your heart to be open this morning. He said, I really don't need to write to you about this ministry of giving for the believers in Jerusalem. He said, for I know how eager you are to help. I want you to please take note of certain words as we read it together. There was an eagerness to help. He said, and I have been boasting to the churches in Macedonia that you in Greece were ready to send an offering a year ago. In fact, it was your enthusiasm. So I want you to please take note, eager to help, enthusiasm that stirred up many of the Macedonian believers to begin giving. So there was someone's eagerness, someone's enthusiasm that was very contagious to other people. He said, but I'm sending these brothers to be sure that you are really ready. As I've been telling them that your money is all collected, I don't want to be wrong in my boasting about you. Verse 4 says, we will be embarrassed, not to mention your own embarrassment, if some Macedonian believers came with me and found that you are weren't ready after all that I told them. So Paul was making boast of these people. He said, so I thought I should send these brothers ahead of me to make sure the gift you promised is ready. But I want it to be a willing gift. Uh, please note that word. They were eager, they were enthusiastic, and then it was a willing gift, not one giving grudgingly. He said, remember this, a farmer who plants only a few seeds will get a small crop. But the one who plants generously, we get a generous crop. Verse 7 says, you must each decide in your own heart. So, there is a decision that comes from the heart. How much to give? And he said, don't give reluctantly. That's another thing. Don't give reluctantly. Or in response to pressure. That's another quality. For God loves a person who gives cheerfully. Verse 8, and God, as a result of meeting those above conditions, God will generously provide all you need. And then you will always have everything you need and plenty left over to share with others. As the scripture says, they share freely and give generously to the poor. Their good deed will be remembered forever. Verse 10, for God is the one who provides seed to the farmer and bread to eat. In the same way, it will provide and increase your resources and then produce a great harvest of generosity in you. Verse 11, yes, you will be enriched in every way so that you can always be generous. And when we take your gift to those who need them, they will thank God. Verse 12, so two good things will result from the ministry of giving. The needs of the believers in Jerusalem will be met and they will, be, they will joyfully express their thanks to God. 
Verse 13. He said, as a result of your ministry, that is the ministry of giving, they will give glory to God for your generosity to them and to all the believers we prove that you are obedient to the good news of Christ. And they will pray for you with deep affection because of the overflowing grace that God has given to you. Thank God for this gift too. Wonderful for words. The word of God is living and active. The word of God is designed to produce fruit in our lives as believers. You see, our test this morning just showed a group of believers who are devoted to God. And what looks like that act of devotion became something that we can read about today. That life of devotion to God was very contagious. That all the people were able to follow their example. And that example led to a greater world of generosity. So, the word of God is living and active. God designed his word to produce fruit in our lives. You know, the Holy Spirit lives on the house, on the inside of us. In John 14, 26, the Bible talks about his role in our lives as our comforter, as our teacher, as our strengthener, as our standby. So, the word of God also produced fruits in our lives. In Galatians 5.22, the Bible says, the evidence that the Holy Spirit actually lives in you and I is that it produces fruits of love, of joy, of peace, of generosity, of temperance, of self-control. And where this is it's active in the life of a believer, there is no law. Glory to God. Glory to God. So, in Isaiah 8.20, it's very instructive for me. We can read it um, in KJV first, but also in the um, New Living Translation. He said, to the law and to the testimony. He said, if they do not speak according to this word, it's because there is no light in them. So, the word of God must produce fruit in our lives. The word of God must be living and active in our lives. In LRT, he says, look to God's instructions and teaching. Is that people who contradict his word are completely in the dark. Where am I going this morning? God is generous. Just like if I say God is love. God is peace. God is kind. So, if that is the nature of God, and we can read it in his word, then it must produce fruits in our lives. Can I have an amen this morning? Yeah, I know you are back in church. When I have an amen, you are back. Glory to God. So the word of God must be active in our lives. So if the word of God is not producing fruit, it's because there is no light in it. That to the word and to the testimony, if it does not produce fruit, it's because we don't, we are, our heart is probably not open to receive it as the word of God to us in the specific situation of our lives. So, the Macedonian believers, they received the word. And we will see in the Bible that generosity is actually the nature of God. In John 3.16, that's my own greatest scripture. Jeremiah 29.11 is another one. But John 3.16, he said, For God so loved the world. It's a Sunday school test for any believer. He loved the world. That he gave. You know, that's the heart of God. It's a generous heart. Jesus didn't commit any sin. But he gave him up for us. Jesus didn't go through. He didn't hit the apple as it were. But he was the Lamb of God. We sang about him in those various songs this morning. He said, thank God for his unspeakable gift. We cannot compare to it. Before we know how to love, God loved us first. So, God is a generous God. He is. And you see, when we understand these basic things, it helps our own postures as believers. God is so generous, He has not withhold oxygen from us. 
And for those who have health challenges in breathing, you, you understand, some people pay to breathe in our world. But God is generous. What happened between sleeping and waking? Only God knows. Some people say they dream. Some of us don't. We just, our phone drops, and then the next thing is that we're awake. Ah, my phone dropped. And you see the time and you calculate hours. In Psalm 17, verse 15, I'll show you something there. Psalm 17, verse 15. Say, as for me, I will see your face in righteousness. I shall be satisfied when I awake in your likeness. So, God is a generous God. The likeness of God must produce fruits of generosity in us. Can I have an amen this morning? Let me show you another one. Lamentations 3, verses 22 and 24. Lamentations 3. To you, for you to know that God is generous. Say, through the Lord's generosities. Through the Lord's generosity. I know he says mercy. You know one of the scriptures that you read that David told us is that if God will decide to mark iniquity, nobody will stand. So it's of the mercies of the Lord. It's of the generosities of the Lord that you and I are not consumed. Because his compassion, his generosity does not fail. Verses 23 and 24, let's go through it to put it in context. He said, God's generosity, they are new every morning. And great is his generosity. The Lord is our generosity, says our soul. Therefore, we hope in him. The Lord is our generosity, so says our soul. Therefore, we hope in him. The synonyms, synonyms with the word generosity is liberality. Another word for it is abundance. Another word of it, for it is kindness. Another word for it is lavishness. Another word for it is plentifulness. See, this speaks of abundance. And that's the nature of God. Praise God. What does God's kind of generosity teaches us? It teaches us trust. 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 The Bible reminds us constantly from Old to the New Testament that this life that we have, that we are living here, is uncertain and nothing is guaranteed. That's it. If you read the Bible... God will always warn his people. Don't forget me. Don't forget me. God will always warn his people. Put me in perspective. I love what he said last week. If our mindset as individual believers is that we have to work for all that we need in this life, we will work for a lifetime. There is a dimension when we involve God in our equation. He says the blessing of the Lord makes rich. And we can read that from that text this morning. What the posture of the, those believers, God didn't take from them. He actually multiplied their lives. So if I show love to PG, I am multiplying hmm, that nature of God to be given back to me. I'm saying that because this message is just not about money. Generosity is beyond money. The act, the posture of kindness. The act, the posture of compassion. The act, the posture of caring for people. The act and the posture of living beyond ourselves. That is the God kind of posture. And that's the definition of who God is when we talk about generosity. So, basic thing that it teaches us, trust in God. This life is uncertain. Nothing is guaranteed. When we put our hope and trust in God, it makes a whole world of difference. One, it provides for our needs. Secondly, it uses us to become a blessing to other people. 
So life is lived beyond ourselves. Life is lived beyond life. The younger I become now, I understand these things. I hardly hit, even if I want to. There are things that were like favorite food for me. They were not any, I don't even know whether I have any. So, even if I want to eat and eat, there comes a time because this thing is not certain. My body begins to reject. Yours will begin to reject. Somebody was playing pranks on me in this last week. He says, remove your glasses. Now, read this. I responded to him in Yoruba. Come on, come look. It means, oh yeah, it's chief time It will soon be your turn. Glory to God. I said, glory to God. So, generosity help us to practice trusting God. That's what he does. That's what he does. And if you read the Bible, the Bible is full of example of those people, we call them the patriarch of faith. They are motivated by the goodness of the Lord. And so, in response to that, is generosity. There was a time King David poured out gifts from both the national treasury. Eh? He didn't steal from the national treasury. Don't get me wrong. And then from his personal reserves. The Bible recorded that because of his affection for God. There was a time in another instance, a poor widow gave everything. I mean, I don't know how to quantify it, but whatever is everything to that poor widow, that was what she gave. That was in response to generosity. Widows should conserve because they have nobody to directly provide for them. But hey, this woman, in response to generosity, gave what she had to the Lord. There was another time in the Bible that a woman provided a guest room for a traveling prophet. I know people have abused it, but it's, it's the biblical principle that he who ministered the world, people should give into their lives. It's a biblical principle. It doesn't matter how the world has been turned into. As a matter of fact, for those of us from the Anglican Communion, you know their robe? Hmm? That robe, you see the wear that cape. It has a deeper hole. It is, they don't do it, but as they walk in possession, People, as they are walking in possession, people drop gifts. In some of those villages, their pastors don't farm. But as people are coming from the farm, because they understood the principle, they bring kokoyam, they bring plantain, they bring whatever it is. And if the pastor decides to farm, they give him land free. You are Lagos people, you may not understand some of these things. There was another instance in the Bible. The Bible talks about the businesswoman, Lydia. She embraced the gospel, the word of the gospel. The Bible recorded that she was a seller of purple, but her heart was open to the Lord and then to the ministry of the apostles. So, generosity is simply our willingness, our liberality, in giving a way to serve God with your money, with your skill, with your talent, and then to serve other people. Glory to God. So your generosity is a gift to God. I mean, God has given us that grace. So you are giving him back. It's a gift to God. 
is an opportunity to serve our Creator. And it's an opportunity to serve other people created in His image. Do you know that our generosity towards each other is a tool which God uses to create abundance? In this day and age, you see it how there are partnership, collaboration. People are sharing knowledge. They are sharing time. They are sharing talent. They are sharing resources. And in sharing those things, we are creating wealth for other people. People are employed in different capacity. People can also use their talent. But at the end of the day, we are creating a pool. Because life is not designed to be lived alone. You eat alone, you die alone. That's the principle of life. No matter what you know, if you are not ready to share it, you die with your knowledge with you. Psalm 49 has always been a scripture that gives me perspective. He said, men do struggle. The whole of Psalm 49. He said, they struggle. They make a living. They, they have streets named after them. They have money starch. But he says, they are saying, oh, my, my son, my daughter, we inherit this. He said, they don't even know whether the son and the daughter has grace and wisdom to manage those things. And so in Psalm 49 verse 20, man that is in honor and understand not is like a beast of the field that perishes. So your generosity is a gift to God. When we give what we have to Him, God uses our talent, our time, our resources, and everything about us to do His work on the earth. By sharing what we have with others, we are giving a gift to God. The Bible says, He who gives to the poor lends to the Lord. In other words, in this life, if you want to consistently have a good credit with God, just give to the less privileged. Number one thing that you are saying, you will never at whatever point in your life get to that level that that person is. Please, this morning, I just want to remind us, the economy of God runs on resources that are not finished. Every other thing is temporary. The value of money is temporary. As a matter of fact, there is a time in Egypt that money failed. So money can fail at any time. But the resources of God is not on this finite level. As a matter of fact, for us, you and I, to have a good perspective, how God operates, is the principle of agronomy. You put two seedlings of maize into the ground. Two, just two, sometimes three. But in 90 days, you can harvest crops that consist of many seeds. So, God's own is that when we give, not only to him, give to people, there is a multiplier effect that comes over our time, our talent, our treasure and it leads to increase and expansion. Glory to God. I said glory to God. Through the works of our hands and the contribution to the things in this world, whether through our career path, our businesses, we are satisfied when we give into that greater economy. We are satisfying the design of God to be fruitful, to multiply, to, to replenish, and to have dominion. And you can't plant maize in isolation. You must plant maize to feed other people. The believer is a product of compassion, love, and generosity. The believer, that's our life. The believer is a product of compassion. It's a product of love. It's a product of generosity. So our lives are designed to flourish and create abundance in our world. James chapter 1 verse 17. I love that, amen. It means agreement. James chapter 1 verse 17. Every good, every good to employ people is good. To create a workspace, a work environment, and then thousands of families can be fed. It is good. Every good and every perfect gift 
You know that if you are an employer of labor in this room, you know the number of people praying for you every morning? Because somebody's must, child must go to school. I mean, that's the perspective. God is a generous God. And the Bible talks about his generosity. He causes his rain and sun to shine on everyone. He doesn't separate the, the farm of the unbeliever. If the unbeliever obeys the principle of planting seed, he will have a at the end of 90 days, he will have acres of maize and he will be able to sell it. And the income comes to him and he will contribute to the larger economy of the society. Can I have an amen this morning? We must learn to appreciate the many gifts that God has given us as individuals. And then sharing them with others we are returning it back to him. It's a perspective. Please let me put a balance here. Those who give to seek the praise of men never experience this level of blessing and abundance. They don't. The best you can do is to get a plaque. Or you have your name inscribed somewhere. Or those who give. Hmm? From the heart of the generosity of God, out of compassion, their name is engraved on the heart of men. I said something to, okay, we were in a meeting yesterday. I said something. I said, see, the things that we are faced with in the body of Christ today is because of us in our own segment, the Pentecostal people. And we like to show, do you know the impact of the church of Jesus? Globally, do you know how much Catholics, Baptists, um, Anglican Communion, Methodists, Celestial Church of Christ, Equa, do you know how many people they have sent to school just because they don't carry camera around? Just because they don't put it in in, in memorandum or whatever it is. Just because they don't talk about it. You see, a lot of people are ignoramus, ignorant. Do you know the number of people who will never get well in life, if not because of the church of Jesus? And I told them, my father is an Anglican priest. They don't ask for your permission. There are many people who grew up in our own household that I call uncle, brother, they are not related to me. What happened? This is the most rascal boy in the village. <laughs> so what do they do? They just bring him to the mission house. Alufa, good morning. It means, Alufa, please, good morning. This is your son. And they turn back. How that child goes to school, how he's fed, and many of such people that I call uncle, went to university. They are people of their own today. The church is the heart of God. Is a Pentecostal because we like to show the red suit and blue suit and the people just assume that we are not doing anything. No! There are many Abu Rasak who will never see the four wall of a school if this, there is no church. Do you know how many people who are on scholarship of Catholic, Anglican, Baptist? You can say whatever you want to say. But as at which year was that? 1990? The Baba, kilometer 46. The people that is sponsoring in the UK, 10,000 pounds as at that time for school fees. You can say whatever you want to say. Do we want to say about people who are depressed? Who have lost hope? It's the church. That's why if the church is out of here, the mystery of iniquity is raised to power whatever because I won't be here. I don't want to measure it. It's the church. The strength of the church. How many widows? The strength of the church. 
peace in community? Please, I beg of you, if you don't want to give, it's not compulsory, but don't pass as passion on the church. Don't! Don't! For God so loved the world that he gave. That's the foundation of our gathering, not drums, not hazy. He gave. He gave. And then many souls have been brought into glory. And yesterday I was being reminded again about someone who came here one time or the other years ago to come and see someone. And there used to be one rod behind. He was depressed, he was dejected, so he slept on that rod and people gathered around him. And then they ministered to him. If I bring him out today, you never know. That's the strength of the church. That's the strength of the church. He's married today. He's moved to his family somewhere else. But that's the strength of the church. That's the strength of the church. Giving hope to the hopeless. And how does the church be able to do this? Through generosity. It's the heart of love and compassion. It's not speaking in tongues. Do you know how many surgeries that are being conducted even across this nation daily in the interiors and are sponsored by churches? Why is generosity important to God? Very simple. That is what God uses to create abundance. That's what he uses. That's what he uses. I close today. Five things. The Bible talks about generosity. Five things. Number one, generosity is a simple act. It's not complicated. Look at where we read our test. There was willingness. There was intentionality. It wasn't even talking of how much they had. And you know, the Bible is so clear about it. In Hebrews 13, 16, he said, Do not forget to do good and share with other. He said, For which such sacrifices God is pleased. So, the responsibility is that we must not forget. Because we have the tendency to forget. We have the tendency. In a society like ours that is revolved around trade and businesses, generosity is calculated, is calculative and overcomplicated. But the Bible says generosity is simple. And we read it. It said God loves a cheerful giver. He loves an hilarious giver. Don't give and then you squeeze your face like somebody who just licked lemon. No. No. It's not necessary. He loves an hilarious giver. If you have been, I mean, this generosity is an art. ART. We must learn to practice it. We should not forget it. That's one. And you know, <laughs> we teach young children to do what? To cheer. But sometimes, those young children, sometimes you give them sweet. Hmm? One piece. And that's how some of us adults behave. One piece. And then the next minute, I said to the child, bring it. Uh -huh. The child doesn't recognize that I have packets at home. I even brought envelopes. You know that if the child understands sharing, if he gives me, you know out of my generous heart, I can recognize that and give the child four. Probably no I mean, ordinarily, that's why Jesus said, if men who are evil know how to reward their children, how much more? How much more? Secondly, generosity is about our heart. Our heart. Our heart. You know, 1 Corinthians 13, 3, it's a great scripture. It said, if I give all that I possess to the poor and give my body to hardship, 
that I may boast that I have loved. He said, I gain nothing. So, before we practice any act of generosity, please, let's look into our heart. Our heart. The Bible talks about loving our neighbors. As our said, our neighbors means family. Our real, real neighbor. Hmm? Neighbor boy. In your neighborhood. Hey? Vulnerable members in our community. Colleagues. Friends. You know, as I'm talking now, your mind is that you are just fixated on the experiences of those 20 buying. No. That does not stop generosity. You can only buy me once. I wise up. But that doesn't stop the heart of generosity. Can I have an amen this morning? It's about our heart. It's not even what we have to give. It's force the heart. He said, therefore, there must be a willing heart. Then the action will follow. Number three, generosity involves more than just money. It's, it's more than money. It's more than money. First Timothy 6, 18, he said, command them to do good, to be rich in good deeds. So you first do good, and then you are, you are rich in good deeds. And you are generous, and you are willing to share. So it's much more than money. You can have the money and you are not willing to share. Giving of our time, our resources, our talent, our listening here, our kind words. You know you can give somebody that the person feels degraded. Our words. Please, this week, consider baking a cake for your neighbor. If you can't, haven't done it before, go and buy. Just give somebody. You see, generosity, a lot of the time, we just put our hearts to the hands of the world. When I have one million, if you don't do something with 100 naira now, you won't do anything with one million. My parents were just like every other parent. We are able to afford meals. Let me put it that way. But there is a principle in our house. Three of us, you must cook more than three people. Because anybody can come in when you are about to serve it. Do you know that my grandmother didn't go to school, but there is no way you will enter her house that you will not eat. It's an act. The same thing for my mom. You can't enter her house and you will not eat. Sometimes, eh? in some of those places that I grew up, cars, transportation is not luxury. You don't book Uber and all that. Sometimes it's once in a day that a car passes through all those villages. And so when strangers are stuck, they point to certain house. They say, go to that house. They will give you room. Those are the houses of believers. And people will open their doors. I know Lagos people can't fathom that. I understand that. Even the person knocking on your, on your gate, you are looking into the camera. I know that we have, I mean, trust level is, is just is zero these days. But hey, if you have the Holy Ghost, you know who to help. There was one time during my service here, we were traveling. Uh, we were, I, I am my cousin. We were traveling from Lagos to uh, Cross River. I served at Obudu. He's after Obubra. So we were traveling, and it was first scarcity. So we didn't know. And we got into one of those villages and all that. And we were told that there hasn't been any fuel in that area for the past three weeks. But they said we should go to a particular station. They said, ask for Dickens, so and so. Head early man, and we asked for the man. The man said, where are you? We said, oh, we are coppers. Where are you going? Where are you coming from? The man, I can't forget, yellow cake, 25 liters. 
He said, I reserve this for one of my children. And because you are my children also, and you need to get to where you are. I'm get, he didn't collect money. Is that not the Bible? Is that not Reed Dickin? <laughs> See, this generosity is very simple. Our life complicated. We are the ones who complicated it. We are calculative about it. No. 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 Number four, generosity teaches us to trust God. I've said that earlier on. It teaches us. Please, number three again. Don't waste food in this season that we are in. That's, you can't waste food around me. No. There are many people who can't eat. Don't just dump it. Cook what is. And if you, if you have leftover, share it with your gate man. Share it with the street gate man. It's because we are not sensitive to these things. We must become sensitive. That's how to practice the heart of generosity. So you go from those little, little things. Where Everywhere I've lived in Lagos, I've now put, there is no pastor poster for my car. But hey, people within weeks, they say, are you going to pastor's house? Pastor's house. In fact, there is one man, our man of God. So, please, don't waste food at this time. Don't. Don't waste food. Don't. Don't. A loaf of bread. Sometimes we keep it after one week, we throw it away. No. When you have fresh fruit, that loaf of bread, when you are buying it, as a matter of fact, maybe you should buy extra loaf. That's how your heart must be sensitive to the season that we are in. Generosity for teaches us to trust God. We can't be arrogant. In 1 Timothy 6, 6, verses 17 to 19, it said, command those who are rich in the things of this present world not to be arrogant, not to put their hope in such wealth, which is so uncertain, but to put their hope in God, who richly provides us with everything for our enjoyment. Please, understand this today. Because I'm saying this, even people who live in advanced world, eh, who can afford good education, good health care, do you know that their heart is still filled with anxiety and worry? So it's not in possession. It's where we put our trust in. It's where we put our trust. And lastly today, lastly today, Generosity is a blessing. Wherever you find it, it's a blessing. You just bless the heart of both from the giver to the receiver. It's a blessing. Jesus said, or rather, Paul summarized it in Acts 20 35. Was it Paul or Luke? Luke. Luke was the writer of Acts. Sorry. Luke summarized it. He says in Acts 20 35. Remembering the words of the Lord Jesus himself who said it is more blessed it is more blessed to give it is more blessed it is more blessed it is more blessed and if it is more blessed that's what we should practice we should practice putting putting smiles in people's faces. We should. When we give to others, we gain. We don't lose. We gain. We gain. We gain. And you know that Acts 20, 25, 35 is a heartwarming reminder that giving to someone in need or supporting a cause like the homeless can give us a great sense of fulfillment. I have certain channels that I watch. I mean, I just watch them. There's one I watched recently. In fact, just this week. You know, people just go on the street. They wrap 
like $2,000. They wrap it in, in things. So they walk at, along the street of New York. As they are offering people like this, people are just throwing it. But usually without faith, at least 90% of the times that I watch, they go to the homeless. They ask the same question. Please, can I have one dollar to eat? The homeless on the street, we always respond, giving those one dollars. The ones in suit like myself, they just walk past. And because what they are doing is that they are making living out of the sweat of their brow. And usually they just engage them. Why did you give me? He said, well, <laughs> we are supposed to eat. We are supposed to be living. Generosity is part of life. It means you need this one dollar to be able to keep yourself. And then they give them that gift. And usually, of course, it breaks them down. It breaks them down. The one I watched this week, that man said he lost his family to alcohol. So that with that $2,000, he's able to at least rent a room. And then, do you know what he said? And probably bring some of his friends along with him. Generosity is a blessing. I'm not talking about the one that people go with two bags of rice. What they are wearing is in excess of millions. That's not the kind of that I'm talking about this morning. So, in conclusion this morning, God's kind of generosity is open-minded and handedness. So, first a willing heart, then followed by action. And faith without works is dead. If you see your brother shivering in the cold, and you say, God bless you, be warm. Be warm. So, he taught us last week that one of the challenges that we have as human beings is because we think we are working to make a living. Hey, today, as a believer, start living in, from God's realm of generosity. I close with Psalm 90, verse 17. Psalm 90, verse 17. That's, that's the thing. Let's, let's, let's just, sometimes, you see, since I started this message this morning, maybe your mind has been distracted. Is pastor raising money today? That's, that's just the problem. But I will still raise money, but not today. Because, I mean, that's life. That's life. That's life. That's life. Can you see? May the Lord God, I love it, show us approval. This kind of approval is not from Asso Rock. It's from the rock of our salvation. His beauty is seen upon our lives. Can I share a personal testimony? Yesterday, was it yesterday or Friday, somebody reached out to me. He's not, he's not a member of our church. Just reached out to me. Now, where... I'm sorry, I couldn't field my family and all that. I won't tell you the amount of money in my account. But by the time I gave that person money, I had 2,000 naira left. So, this morning I woke up. Someone has sent me money. Six figures. And you say, who? Oh, what is it? I looked at it. I mean, if somebody has a child and he's saying to you, all he just wants is to eat. Let my children be fed. So I can't keep that money and say to myself, actually, I'm saving this. And that's the truth. We all will have something we want to use money for. And when I told my wife, she said she too needs money. So I passed money to her. That's the way these things work. I can't be fighting now and say, eh, because I tell you that somebody gave me money. And da, 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 da. 
Do I know that somebody is going to send me money? No. No. We, sometimes we just need to relax that mood. It works for me all the time. I can't, I can give you, I mean, she said her. I gave shoes last week and I got shoes back. That's my rem. Whatever I need, I give out. And it comes back. Not because I'm a pastor, because I'm a believer practicing the principle of God. There are many pastors who are stingy. I won't tell you what I don't practice. I won't. But it works. The word works. I don't have room for hatred. And so everywhere I, walk, I walked into, it's favor. You call it, some of these Eastern religions, they are borrowing it. They say energy, universe. <laughs> it's God Almighty. It's not universe. It's God Almighty. When His favor is upon your life, it makes a whole world of difference. I'm not going to hide it. Say, so let the beauty, let the beauty, I'm not going to, it's not universe. Because if you are saying universe, somebody who is saying universe may be actually be doing Leviathan, astral projection. And he's saying universe with you, and you are saying universe. No, it's God Almighty, the creator of the hands of the heart, the confidence of the hands of the heart. I'm not ashamed of it. I'm not. That is too late. I don't know even where, know where to go back to. I was saying to, to them yesterday, ah, she, they will deal with my life. <laughs> she caught me joining. In fact, they will pass everybody. They say, you, you are not qualified. No. Please, generosities of God. Say, let the beauty. Can you hold the hands of someone by your side this morning? Let's just pray for one another. This is our realm. And that as my brother, my sister goes this way, the beauty of our Lord our God be upon him. Can you lift up your voices this morning? Just let's pray. This message is brought to you by Lighthouse Christian Outreach Center. The Lighthouse, House 7, Plot 2, Slash 3, Kudratabiola Way, Oregon, Ikeja, Lagos. For inquiries, please log on to www.lighthousenge.org for more.